Welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed. I'm also known as the Tarot Lady, and I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book. And I'm very excited to be hosting this podcast series. This is Episode 8 of Astrology Bites. And if you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. With each episode of Astrology Bites, you get a bite-sized astrology lesson that's around 15 minutes or less. It's super short and sweet. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. All right, let's get into today's episode. Today, we're talking about Venus, love, and compatibility. Now, I've already chatted a bit about Venus in last week's episode, but I thought it would be cool to dive in a little deeper, so I brought in an astrologer that I love and respect, Emily Heather of The Voluptuous Witch. Welcome, Emily. Hi, Teresa. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I love your work, and I'm just excited to talk about Venus, too. I am so glad you're here, and I thought, you know, you are the person to talk about this because you wrote an ebook called You're So Venus. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> can you tell people about that that uh, ebook a little bit and where they can get a copy? Oh, Oh, totally. Yeah. So if you, it's actually still up on my website as a free copy. Um, so if you go to thevoluptuouswitch.com, there'll be a pop-up and you can just put your email in and you'll get the book if you're interested. And it's, I call it You're So Venus because it's kind of like about our Venus nature and how we might express our Venus, you know, depending on our Venus sign because of course we have our sun sign and our moon sign and we have all these parts of our chart that we identify with and sometimes we don't think as much about our venus um but as you know as i know you know she's super important um because she relates to love and money and how we connect with other people so the book is kind of about like if this is you and then also like if it's your crush <laughs> just oh. like a little bit about what to know to kind of think of like their venus sign and kind of understand them a little better yeah and i think that's really important because you know uh the venus tells so much about how we love um but what do you think venus reveals about what you want or need in love well, you know, I think that's a great question. I think when I think about Venus and also when I think about the moon, um, I think about what makes that Venus feel safe, um, comfortable, and also like excited, engaged, you know? So like, let's say if you have Venus and Aries, you know, there's a more brazen Venus that is more about you know like you're gonna hit on the person like you're gonna hit on someone else like you're gonna go after them you'll approach them at the bar like you're unafraid and also like maybe you want things to be a little less complicated like Aries isn't so much about like wanting you know like super goo goo gaga ness it's kind of like I want simplicity I want hot sex I want directness like I want you to be strong too you know so it's like that's a really different thing having venus and aries a cardinal fire sign than like venus and scorpio mm. a fixed water sign where you know venus and scorpio is going to just want to merge you know scorpio wants to merge it's like i kind of want to swallow your soul and spit it back out not that it has to like be to that extreme but it has a little bit of that flavor to it where it's like i want depth i want really deep connection um, I don't want anything superficial, like, 
no, never tell me a lie. <laughs> you know, Venus and Scorpio does not want to be lied to ever or manipulated or anything like that. So, you know, I think it's like we, we can kind of get the flavor by element, by, you know, modality, by sign. It's like they kind of, it kind of all comes together to sort of express like this is, you know, this is what you might want or need, you know, mm-hmm. Venus, Venus and Taurus wants, you know, lush afternoons, like feet in the grass, time in the garden, good wine, massages, you know, the Torayan. It's like kind of really gets to the essence of like, like what's delicious? What does that sign find delicious, you know? Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's that's so interesting because um, partners that I've been with have all had very different Venuses and they definitely mm-hmm. express their Venuses very, very differently. Mm. So, see, they have a pattern. Have you noticed, it, 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 oh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, go I, ahead. Got, I got curious. I was like, do you have a pattern? Have you had a, a one? Do you have a Venus sign that you feel like you're most compatible with? And I'm curious, what is your Venus sign? My Venus is in Cancer. Ah, okay. Venus loves to be in Cancer, as you know. She's very happy in that sign and. Um, very loving and nurturing and expressive um, of, you know, of care. Um, that's a sweet Venus placement. So do you tend to be attracted to like other nurturing type Venuses or people who are pretty different? Actually, people who are pretty different. Yeah. Um, I like men who have a lot of Aries in their Yeah. <laughs> that tends to always be the thing for me. There's something about that Aries kind of arrogance and cocksureness that I really love. Totally. Yeah, definitely. I think there is something to that for sure of um, the confidence, a little bit of like uh, alpha quality, you know, I think that it's interesting, like when we look at compatibility, because of course, we aren't going to only look at Venus, we look at Mars, too, we look at these other factors as well, of course, but if we're kind of just simplifying it down to thinking about Venus, it's like, we don't always want to be in one role all the time, right. essentially. So meaning it's like we can have a very, we can be very expressive of dominance in certain ways, but then it could also very much be like, yeah, and then in love, like that's when I take a break and like I don't want to be in charge or like I want them to take the lead or at least in this ways or sexually or whatever it is, right? So it's like that's kind of when it gets, when we get into the real like what really makes something kick and work, you know, where it's like it has those subtle layers um, of what we want. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about compatibility. You know, what do people need to know about Venus and compatibility? Because here's what I find really interesting. People always look at sun signs for compatibility. They'll think like, oh, you know, I'm a Scorpio. I couldn't possibly be with (laughs) with an Aquarius, you know. And I think Venus and the moon tell us a lot more about that. So what can you tell us about Venus and romantic compatibility? Totally. I agree with you completely about that. Um, I do think Venus and the moon tell us more about that. And what I think about Venus and romantic compatibility is there are a couple ways it can go. I think that Venus can do really well with another Venus that makes her feel understood. So it's like, a Venus in Libra and a Venus in Gemini are going to kind of be able to meet on that airy, 
layer of like maybe they want to text a lot or like send love poems or like like there's there's kind of a wordy communicative quality that might be appealing or like if you have a Venus in Libra and a Venus in Taurus well they're both Venus ruled right so they're both going to be kind of like elegant in love and want like good manners and not being crass and you know they'll kind of be able to naturally meet those needs for each other because they they share a ruler um you could say the same about um you know venus in uh gemini and and venus in virgo as you know being um mercurial like kind of having that mercurial flavor so there's different ways they can connect so i think that they can connect by being similar and being understood but I'm actually a big believer also in the oppositions and even sometimes the squares. So I think, you know, sometimes the opposite signs, they have the medicine or the kind of like just something, there's a something that the other one needs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they have a core seed of something in common, um, but then they have these other different expressions of it. So like a Venus and Taurus and a Venus and Scorpio, you know, can actually have a really intense, good connection. And so I think for romantic compatibility, actually, sometimes the the signs that technically are challenging at times, like if you look at one of those little compatibility charts, and that's like, it shows like a happy face or a frowning face or whatever, <laughs> of like, like if you're compatible, sometimes those, I'm not saying go for the frowny phases or go for all the hard stuff, but I do think sometimes those have more juice and have more chemistry, whereas like the Venuses that are super like super, super sunny compatible, like sometimes those are just more our friends. Like we have an easy connection, we feel good around them, but maybe there's not like this huge amount of learning or growth mm. we're doing in the connection. I just think romance tends to like, like sometimes, you know, we need a good a good challenging aspect in there mm -hmm. to like really be curious about someone else. You know, you're like, what is, what's up? Like, what makes you work? Like, what's your deal? Like you're different from me. You know, it's interesting. I think that's so true. You know, in fact, my first husband and I had, um, my moon was in Scorpio. His was in cancer and we both had Venus and cancer. He had Mars and Taurus. I had Mars and mm -hmm. Virgo on paper. It Perfect. sounds great, <laughs> but we were oil and water. And yeah, now totally. my part, my current partner, I have Venus in Cancer, and he has a Venus in Libra. So, what mm. advice would you give us to keep the romance rolling? To keep the romance rolling, well, you know, so I love that. So, okay, so you know, as you know, having Venus Cancer, Venus in Libra, we are we are working on that square concept yep. of like these are a little bit in challenge, like they kind of have different needs. But what I think is really beautiful about that is like Cancer being moon ruled and Libra being Venus ruled is like you're still in the the feminine zone. And so there is mutual understanding. And I think it's like, so one thing I would say is there is a nurturing element, I would say that is important, because that's important to both of you. So like having a really comfortable home, keeping things beautiful, nice aesthetics, like having your romantic space be really lush, like having a space in the house that feels real, I mean, and obviously it could be your whole house, but like where you spend time together, um, having like good smells and feelings like cooking together eating together especially when we're talking about the moon you know mm -hmm. um that comfort of like having nice meals and 
um, connecting with that essence. So I think that there's an element of like care and beauty and sort of like honoring that nurturing and those aesthetics. And at the same time, you have two cardinal signs that are pretty different, want to take the lead. And so I think there's an element of like alternating taking the lead in a sense, Mm -hmm. like you know, having ways that you take initiative in seeking what you want, and then also it being really essential that they do as well. So I, I do, I think those kinds of connections sort of tend to have where there's a little bit of a switch dynamic, <laughs> where it's like, you're going to trade um, roles sometimes and in ways that can be really helpful. So kind of, a, I would say allowing for that. Um, but there is kind of a, just an underlying sweet connection there where it's, you know, they're of a dreamy kind of appreciation for romance, you know, that, that still ties you, even though, you know, there there are, they are pretty, pretty different signs. That is such great advice. And it's so absolutely true on how we operate. So I think that Mm. is like spot on. I love that. (laughs) So in your opinion, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that's lovely. It's nice that you have such a sweet connection. <laughs> yeah, and it is, it's so true. We've been together like, you know, almost 30 years. And mm. we have a very romantic connection and we love to eat mm. and we love to have a comfortable home with cats nearby, you know, so yeah. it's absolutely true. So, so the question then is, what do people know about how knowing your Venus can make you a better partner? So I think knowing your Venus can make you a better partner because one, there is just this essential thing of knowing our own needs. I I really believe in that. Like, I think sometimes compatibility stuff just generally and including astrology and, you know, it just sometimes can lean in the direction of like this certain type of passivity or like someone's going to come in and meet my needs or, and so it's just kind of like flipping that mentality of being like, yes, like have expectations of people meeting needs and giving what you want. But a huge part of that is like knowing (laughs) what feeling like, you know, yourself and you know what you actually need, I think. So I think knowing your Venus is really helpful because then you can also kind of be more clear about like, yeah, actually, you know, it's like I have Venus in Aquarius or Venus in Scorpio, like, hmm, that person who kind of like, shows up and then they disappear and then they show up and then they disappear and like that's not going to (laughs) work I have a fixed sign Venus like I'm going to need someone who shows up is consistent like I'm just going to need that and by like trying to make my needs and desire something other than what they are it's just kind of like a recipe for failure so I think one is like knowing what we need so we can choose well so we can communicate I mean you know, we do have to do that, unfortunately, in some way. I mean, it's not all mind reading, right? It's like we have to communicate. And I think also knowing how you give love, you know, like just kind of having awareness and being too in tune, like, oh, yeah, I do like to like leave like little notes or I do like to, um, we connect a lot about music, you know, mm. it's like maybe you have like a Venus and, you know, Pisces and there's a lot of like, music or spiritual connection or things that just feel you know where you can kind of feel that like oneness or dreaminess or and so there's connections to it to sort of like some of those love languages type things which I also think are really useful like knowing your love language and I think knowing your Venus is a little little like that where it's like how can how do I give love well in a way that 
also feels good to me and I enjoy because mm-hmm. I think if we set ourselves up to like need to give love in these ways that maybe aren't natural to us, like I can just be, you know, at the end of the day, over time, mm-hmm. it has to be a real fit. If we have to be too much not ourselves, it's like it can't hold. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, and it makes so much sense. And, and I think really knowing what we need is gives us so much clarity. Instead of just goofing around and trying to figure it out, knowing what you're all about helps you to show up and be more present. And I think that is the greatest gift you can give a partner. Absolutely. Totally. And then you can have these great connections where you're like, oh, my Venus is in Sagittarius. Like, yeah, I do. I want to feel free. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to feel boxed in. I want to, like, I want to feel like the sky's the limit or I can go here, I can go there, like, feel open and free. It's like, that's going to help make it really clear, like, is that the type of connection I have with this person? Like, or is it not? Because ultimately, that's going to be, like, that feeling, you know, it's like we are going to crave that if that's our Venus. So true. So last question. What is the biggest myth that people need to know about astrology and compatibility? Ooh, what a good question. You've asked such good questions. This has been so fun. Um, Astrology and compatibility. Well, I would say the biggest myth, and it kind of just applies to astrology in general, and it's totally natural that we do this because it's like, what else are we going to do if we're just first learning about astrology or looking it up online or whatever, but it's like the cookbook nature of, of things, like of kind of being like, oh, like this and this are bad or like, you know, th- or this and this are like automatically good or even kind of like what you were saying earlier about like, oh, on paper, this looked great. And then in practice, it was not. Um, and so I think the, one of them, I think there's a myth to like, that there are perfect connections that are just going to be like natural and easy and puzzle pieces. Not that we don't fit better with certain people. Um, but I feel like, you know, we have relationships for lots of different reasons. And the truth is we do come in to relationships a lot of times to grow, to learn, to be challenged, you know, with people who are different from us, like all these kinds of things. And so I would just, I would just be a little cautious with sort of like you really like someone and then you look up their stuff and you're like, oh, God, like they have a Venus in Gemini. Like it's all over. They're definitely they definitely have like nine lovers or whatever it is. It's like, no, I've met many Venus and Gemini's who because, you know, of course, the, the theory is like they have like a wandering eye or like to have more than one lover, which some may. But most Venus and Gemini's I've known actually like want one partner and they just like someone who's like a handful Mm, (laughs) you know who's like keeps them interested busy talks a lot so meaning some of the kind of uh, more stereotypical representations just like that it may not be accurate and that there's so much more that can be about like oh um there's just so many layers like maybe their venus you know is falls in your eighth house um, in sinistry, which I say this not to be confusing. If you don't know what that means, then don't worry about it. But meaning their Venus is kind of connected to this part of your chart that is like a deeper, more hidden part of you or like a more sexual part of you, a more raw part of you. So it's like that could be exactly what you need and why you're connected and involved with that person. They're like bringing you closer to that part of your chart. I kind of think of people as transits. You know, it's like mm-hmm. when we're with a person, we're kind of under that we're under that transit all the time of like what 
how their planets interact with ours. And um, I think sometimes it's just not as, you know, cookie cutter straightforward of exactly why and how things can work. That's such great advice and so wise. So um, I think that's something people do need to hear because I know that I've heard astrologers say, this is a bad chart or, oh my God, you won't get past the first date. And I really think the whole idea about uh, people being in their lives for very different reasons too is, is so important for people to hear so that they don't give up. If that person has a quote unquote bad chart or something that's not quote unquote compatible with yours, because you might be surprised um, again on paper, it may look very different in real life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think sometimes it can be, you know, and yeah, and it can go both ways because it can also be like, oh, I like, I want this thing that sounds perfect. And then because in my head, I think it's perfect or because I looked their astrology up too soon and I, I'm projecting all these ideas. It's like you, we might sometimes then, which is human to do, we might kind of miss what's like happening in real life mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like, and be like, this is what it is on paper. You know, they kind of, yeah. I completely agree. Well, I really want to thank you for taking the time to share your amazing wisdom, uh, Emily. And where can people find you? Oh, wonderful. So thank you so much for having me on. I love this. This was really fun. I I can be found on Instagram. Um, my, I'm the, the Voluptuous Witch on Instagram. That's where I post most of my astrology posts, like daily posts. And sometimes I put horoscopes up and things like that. Also, my website, thevoluptuouswitch.com. Those are probably the two main places to find me, although I do have also a Facebook and a Twitter, and I'm Voluptuous Witch on both of those. Well, I will tell people that I love your Instagram feed. It is one of my favorite astrology-focused feeds. So people, yes, love it. People, go follow it. Thank you so much. It's so awesome. You do such (laughs) great work over there. So again, Thank thank you. No, thank you. I really appreciate you spending time with me today. All right, people, that's a wrap. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave a positive review on iTunes because you know what? That's the one way to help new listeners discover the show. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Emily, for being here today. And a reminder, guys, you can find me at my website, thetarolady.com. If you head over there, you're going to find lots of resources about tarot and astrology, including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and lots more. And again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You are in the driver's seat. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss. You've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.